Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. And away we go on this Thursday, live in our State Street studios. Watch us on YouTube. Click and subscribe. Subscribe. See all the fun shorts. Watch the shows live on YouTube. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Doesn't matter where you are. You could be on a beach somewhere. Like Sylvie's in Cancun right now. You know he's listening. Make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. We've got McKnight at the movies today. Connor was upstairs with us. He's in for Sylvie today with Waddle. He said that's a real good one. He thinks we're going to enjoy it. We always enjoy it, I told him. Even when we don't know the movies. I didn't know the movie last week. I'd never seen it. I know of the movie. I'd never seen it. Did you uh, give it a spin? No, not yet. You funny people. Funny with Adam people. Sandler and yeah. the Judd Apatow and his crew. I've never funny seen that. Funny people. Uh, so we'll do McKnight at the Movies at one fifteen. Jesse Rogers live at spring training in Arizona at 2. No Todd Furman today. I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad. First time in many, many weeks. We will... Uh, we'll have him again, though, for March you, Madness. That's we'll true. give him a board for March Madness. That's I'm sure true. we might take it, give him a spin or give him a ride going into the Masters weekend. Not a bad idea. Uh, and I'm sure when we're touching base with him on, on the... on. On March Madness, we're going to be able to get a whole slew of baseball stuff in for him, too. See if there's any sure bets out there. You know, there's never a sure bet, but what's the... Never a sure bet. What looks like it's the closest to being a sure bet you could possibly the find. The Dodgers or the Braves winning the World Series. Although in baseball, you never know. Then, of course, the they players... They both lost in the playoffs last year. It's true. The Players' Championship, I believe, is coming up in March, too. Uh, what's the first major? Doesn't there, isn't there a first major? The ma- then it goes to the PGA Championship. Then the PGA. Then the U.S. Open. Then the British Open. There's plenty it. of reasons to talk to this guy. That's true. We'll bug him soon. Yeah. It's an excellent As well point. we should. It's just weird, like a Thursday. It's the first Thursday since September that we're not talking right. football Right, and don't forget the, the NFL draft. The NFL draft, we can get him on to find out exactly what the odds are players going which way, what, where, how. Caleb's still a pretty heavy favorite to go number one. Well, I imagine he's going to go number one, period. I just don't know who's going to pick that, him at number true. one. That's true. So that's which team will pick him at number one. Is I'm sure those are the odds that are out there. I'm sure you'll have Denver up there. You'll have Atlanta up there. You'll have the New York football giants up there. Uh, you'll have New England. You'll have Washington. I believe those are the teams that will be vying for a quarterback. Caleb is a minus 1,200 favorite to go first overall. Now, can you specifically do... Teams, I don't know. I I'm can. assuming you can. Caleb is a minus twelve hundred. I, I favorite, imagine though. the Bears would be minus twelve hundred in the same breath as the team that chooses him. But then you get better odds on other teams that might trade up on that day to go get him, like Washington or New I, England. I, Washington, New England, New York Giants, maybe the Tennessee Titans, maybe the Atlanta Falcons, maybe the Denver Broncos. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I just mapped it out for you there. Uh, Yesterday, late in the show, we had a caller who suggested, and for whatever reason, I was having a hard time wrapping my mind around it. And I'm like, wait, what's the trade? And was that doable? He said, why Why don't the Bears think about trading the nine pick in Justin to New England? Again, this would take New England having any interest in Justin Fields. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I really have no idea. I don't either. Um, this would require Gerard Mayo and the new win. I almost said Bill Belichick. Yeah, I know. I was this close. Oh, you think you're going to do that? I think, I think you will. When you're talking during uh, the season, I think I, you're going to do that. I was this close. I don't know the level of interest in New England. But the caller said, why don't the Bears think about packaging Justin and Nine 
for three, and then you could get Caleb and Marvin Harrison. Abdallah and Black sent me an article this morning. This was a mock from NFL Network just a couple of days ago where the writer had that exact scenario in here. And again, who the hell knows? But that scenario played out in his latest mock. The Bears pick Caleb one. Washington picks Jaden Daniels at two. Do you notice how everybody now is starting to shift that, speculate and mock Jaden Daniels going two to Washington? Then the Bears, via trade with New England, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. And then at nine, when New England's on the clock, of course, they would have their quarterback, in theory, in Justin Fields, and they would draft, they would draft excuse me, Olu Fashanu out of Penn State. That would be... New England's draft. It's kind of interesting, you know? If you're going to draft Caleb and move on from Justin, I don't know that anybody is trading that amount of equity for Justin Fields, though. I don't. Giving up, the third, giving up the third pick in the draft. Granted, you're still picking inside the top 10. Well, they in would that be scenario. getting the quarterback they want and the I offensive guess. tackle they want. Yeah. Like, it's a, is it completely crazy what or else, not really? What else are the Bears getting, though? He doesn't really well, and then, mock it out so right. much. It's just like... You I, need to, though, if you're going to do that. Because you're you trading to, a player. I want to know what else the Bears are getting. So you're saying it's not enough that you're going from 9 to 3. You're also moving the player, so you would need I, a pick. I want I want a little bit more. You're saying the player is worth six picks. I'm asking. I don't I, really that, know. I go, that's I, what you're saying. That's what the, the individual is Yeah. Saying. I don't know. I'd want a, a second, second somewhere, or somewhere, a third somewhere. I'd, I'd want something else on the Chicago end of that. But you're the one going up to three. Yeah, and I see yeah, what you're saying. The you're, Patriots want more? You're, you're, you're saying you're assuming then the player yeah, is worth well, six picks. I want but. more. I'm greedy. I want more. I feel I, like if you can flip nine and three for and field straight up, I, like I you think, do yeah, it in I think, second. I think you do it. If you're going to be trading him and somebody's going to give you the third pick, I'm yeah. kind of with Abdallah. Like if anything, any if anything, New England might say, "Well, you also need to sweeten the pot a little because oh, I want more." We're going. We're going back six spots. I don't know. Like to me, it's more New England would have to get another pick somewhere later in the draft. I draft Caleb and Drake May. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I'm just being a smart. I know you're being a smart. I'm not being real. I mean, the idea of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison is pretty intriguing, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. Well, I mean, if you think Uh of it that you're going to draft, try to, if it falls that way, draft a wide receiver at nine anyway, and all you have to give up is Justin Fields, which you're going to give up anyway. Right. You're going to trade him. You do it in a second, and you take the best wide receiver and the best quarterback, and that. That's why I'm wondering, like, would New England really do that? But now, and the Yurko said, if they like Justin Fields, you get your pick of a tackle, probably. Maybe not Joe Alt, but you get your pick of the second best tackle, potentially, and a quarterback that you think is an upgrade over the quarterback you have now. Remember, they're in the same draft class, separated by what, five picks? Those two quarterbacks, but are they done with Mac Jones? I think I might be if I'm New England. <laughs> His best year is better than any any year Justin Fields had. That is true. So, that is an undeniable fact. But he's gone backwards, and to me, it doesn't look very pretty. But you are right about that. I can't really. He went I backwards. can't reasonably he went, argue. He went, he went backwards with Matt Patricia. That's a good point. If everybody wants to yell at you know defend Justin Fields with Luke Getzky, Getzky. I mean, realistically, what are we doing, right? 
Yeah, Matt Patricia. I mean, come on. In, in, uh, in the other knucklehead, yeah. uh, Joe Judge. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, so if anybody wants to give an excuse for anybody, everybody makes up the excuses for Justin Fields. Could you make up excuses for Mac Jones? You put a defensive coordinator in as your offensive coordinator. And a special teams coach. Yeah. They put a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator in offensive Create position. offense. Go. Now, he had Bill O'Brien last year that still didn't look any better, but that might have just ruined him. What a bunch of knuckleheads. And, I mean, you know, maybe that's why nobody wants to hire Belichick. I'm telling you. It could be. like, And you know he's got his certain things. Yeah. You know, like, you know he's got his mannerisms and the way he wants to do stuff and the way he wants to go and who he wants to report to and how he wants to report to them. They put up with that and that developed over the course of 22 years out there in New England. Now you get all 22 years of him developing them to be in this little, you know, whatever he is. Right. And you've got to then accept everything that comes with him. I, I, that, That's not as easy. I, I, yeah. I think you're 100% yeah. right. And if he's in there selling Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, these teams have to be going, Bill. Like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> I, it's, you know. Yeah. Because what they did to poor Mac Jones, you're right. If we're going to make excuses for Justin Fields... I mean, that's just, that, that's malpractice, yeah. what they did to Mac Jones after that first year. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. And how Matt Patricia keeps getting hired is beyond me. I wonder if Mac they, Jones... They demoted, right. uh, they demoted Sean Desai this year in Philly in the middle of the season, and they promoted Matt Patricia. I don't understand. And their defense got considerably worse. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. That's the way it worked up I, there. I, that's what they wanted to do. Philadelphia is a mess. Who would it, can you imagine saying that at Halloween? Uh, uh, Halloween. How about saying that uh, uh, at Thanksgiving? They were still rolling along at Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. Uh, Post-Thanksgiving is when the terror began. Oh, my God. That's when they started stinking. All right, so what do you think of that uh, little proposed deal that I really hadn't heard much of? We had a caller yesterday. We were reading that latest uh, NFL mock draft. It was from a couple of days ago. I'm not sure it's enough for New England. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's intriguing, though. I've, that, that's one that makes me go, that's eh, kind of interesting. And I'm being greedy. I'm, yeah, I'm the bear side. I'm being, being a little too bit greedy. greedy. Maybe I am. I think you are. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm trying to sell myself in the fact that New England be willing to do it without anything else. Mm-hmm. And I've got to present my greedy side to be able to pull that deal off to make them think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the way I feel about Justin Fields or not. You know, it's still the perception of who is Justin Fields yeah. that you've got to sell a little bit in a trade like that. Yeah. 312-332-3776. You can ring us up. Chase is on the south side. Hey, Chase. Hey, fellas. What's going on? What up? What's up? Uh, Everything's uh, good. So, yeah. Yurko, you good? I'm feeling great. How are you, he's, brother? He's frisky over there. I know. Uh, he sounds cranky this morning. No. <laughs> I'm always cranky. Uh-huh. Um, no, um, so I, I was not people they talked about this, right? So I'm on component. I thought about maybe we got the possibility the Bears trading back that number nine pick. Only reason why I say this is because free agency is always before the draft. And yeah. let's say hypothetically the Bears go out and get an edge rusher like uh, let's say edge rusher from Minnesota, or they go out and get a wide receiver and they plug in a few holes. Now all of a sudden, now when you get this ninth pick. Um, all the receivers off the board. Uh, now you have the options of trading back. There might still be teams 
that might want to move up with you to go get somebody. And you don't have your roster is much more better now because you plug in a few holes with your free agency and that you can get more maybe you can get a second round pick or a third round pick with a trade back and then you can still plug you know that's just with number nine. Yeah, that's just with number nine. Yep. Yeah, uh, very possible. If you go out and you sign T. Higgins in free agency, very possible. I don't know that Cincinnati lets T. Higgins get away. I think at the very least they franchise him. They hope Burrow's healthy next year. And they try to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and the Chiefs, which they've done before. Assuming that they have a healthy team come next January, Eric. I have a hard time believing they'll let him get away, but you never know with Cincinnati, I guess, right? They they paid Burrow. They're going to have to pay Jamar Chase at some point. Right. But that's why the franchise tag, at the very least, seems to me like it would be in play for T. Higgins. I don't know. You've got to prioritize at some point. You know, you've got to protect Joe Burrow at some point, too. Mm, that's true. They tried so, last year. Right. Under duress. Under duress. It becomes a problem. They threw some money at that last yeah, year. When, when you don't have your quarterback, and I know it was a calf injury, a little weird. Yeah, weird. You know, the way it happened, it happened in training camp, right? That and was then, the initial. Then they tried to rest it, so yeah. it wasn't like he was under duress in training camp. And then the wrist thing happened yeah. that shut him down. Right. Whatever that thumb, right. wrist, whatever that was. How it seemed like they tried to cover it up going into that Thursday night game. The league did nothing about that, which is stunning to me. Yeah, uh, but there's de- there's a definite injury. Your, your niece, outside. yeah, my niece Savannah, niece is outside, a little pistol. She's working. Yes, good. Hardly working right now. It looks like working. she's going for lunch. She's like, I don't like that, yeah. Uncle John. She's going to lunch. Uh, whatever, right. whatever that issue is in his thumb, who knows? Um, but yeah, it was originally the calf, then it was that hand injury, and. I, you know, well, there you go. I, th- I still, you got to find a way to protect your quarterback. Yeah. You got three weapons. You got three receivers out there, right? You got Boyd, uh, yes, right. You got Boyd. You got Jamar Chase, and you got. There's no way in the world you can keep T. Higgins. Uh, at some point, you just can't do it. Tyler Boyd. They're not on a rookie status. contract with Joe Burrow, right? They know they, they resigned him last year. Yes. Yeah, they resigned him. He's getting paid money now. They've stretched it out, and I'm sure the the number. He's not getting whacked with the big number. Haven't the Rams proved, though, that you can do whatever you want to? Like, it does come back to bite you in the, in the ass eventually. You but might like, have to take one year right. off, Adam. But right. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, okay, but, but take Rams, one year off. Right. But the Rams have been able to do uh, that. Boyd, Boyd is also a UFA, Yerk. He is. Ty, yeah. uh, Boyd's a UFA. So yeah. they've got two. Right. So they've got to make decisions on what they uh, want to do. They're going to go to both, offer them both contracts, yeah. and the first guy to take, they keep. The other one, they say, hey, we're, we're going to go a different direction. That's the mm. way it works. Uh, the Rams do it. You know, the t- team's got... Um, they have people that work in their scouting department that can identify certain areas. The Rams obviously can identify wide receiver talent. It sure seems like it. They mm-hmm. got Cooper Cup. They, they got they, Puka. They, they got Puka. I mean, this fifth round, this is what, third round for uh, Cooper Cup? Uh, Cooper was, I believe, third some, round. Some, yes. some have scouts in their departments that can find great value in wide receivers that they see things that people don't see. And we went over. What they said about him, like, what was it on HBO Hard Knocks or was on something where they went over the drafting of Puka Nakua? They showed you the draft from footage. They showed you the draft from footage, gave you an idea of exactly what the conversations were. Now, when you miss on a guy that bad and he's in the fifth round and he's like that, that means everybody thought he was not going to be a great player. That he's going to be a guy that might be able to come in, be on a roster, inexpensive for four years. You cycle him through. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's a special teams guy that helps you also as a receiver. Some teams can do it at certain positions. Mm. You know, I'd say our guy Ryan Pulse here can look at defensive backs, can identify stuff, and can get a decent look at who the defensive backs are, right? 
His strength is the offensive line. We're still kind of trying to figure out whether he can figure out what the hell an offensive line is or not. And he's drafted some defensive people, so we're going to find out what he can do at defense. He paid guys that already could play at the linebacker position. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you've got to figure out what your strength is with your people. For L.A., they find wide receivers like it's nothing. They seem to be doing a good yeah. job of it. All right, we'll grab more of your Bears calls. Uh, if you got a thought, 312-332-3776. Big uh, show today on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, a lot of football, basketball. We'll talk baseball with Jesse at 2. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Danny Zetterman sent us an interesting list we'll look at uh, and go over in a little bit. It's pizza-related. You know, we, lo- we love this show. We love food. Black and Abdallah. Uh, we love movies, pizza. music. We love food and we love pizza. Movies and music. And movies and music. And a few other things sprinkled in there You're as well. You're not a great music guy, but you no, like not, enough I, I'm music. Not, yeah. But we've got the music aficionados a- on the other side of the glass. Abdallah and Black are big fans of the music the industry. Duels. Yeah, I'm more old school music. More of the folk style. You know, the good stuff. The old yeah, days. I'm, I'm more, I'll, I'll leave the music to you guys, definitely. And I, you're right, I like music, I'm, but right. uh, movies I mean, and food. I mean, much more. does anyone dislike music? Is there a person out there that says, no, no thanks, you know, I dislike you music? I met a person once that dislikes pizza. As hard as it is, seems to dislike a music guy, I, I mean, would think, I how had, could you not like pizza? So I met somebody who doesn't like pizza. What kind of lunatic doesn't like pizza? I don't know. I don't think that there are people that dislike music. I think that there are people that don't listen to music. That's different. I didn't say yeah, that. That's, but yeah. that's the thing. Is there like, anyone out there that dislikes music? I've never come across oh, you know, anyone. I walk into an elevator and the damn music's no. playing. I'm in a dentist <laughs> office again with the music. Maybe, What's going on? Maybe certain types, but I've never crossed. I've never come across anyone that said, "Oh, I hate music." You're yeah. right. Like there are people who are like, "I don't watch TV. I dislike TV," and they don't own a TV, Correct. right? And that's, they sit there happens. and read with their boring lives. Correct. Right. <laughs> And their candles and whatever they do. Candles. I don't well, know. Know. electricity. Yeah, no, but, probably, but those are the same people. Too. Those are the same people, yes, with their cats, their candles, and their books. And they sit there and they read. Losers. I'm just saying, those people are out there. <laughs> yeah. You guys know that. Yeah, I uh, I don't know anybody that doesn't like a nice little toe tapper. You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Anytime they hear it, they get the toe going or, you know, they start bobbing the head up and down, you know, getting into what's happening there. Yeah. There's something for everyone with music, I right? There yeah, is, there yeah. probably is. Unlike any other sort of like medium that you can consume, there's a little something for everyone. Yes, yeah, it's a good point. Let's say hi to Eddie on the north side. What does Eddie have for us today? Eddie, Eddie. do we have to? Boys, the only two quarterbacks that won the Heisman Trophy and won Super Bowls, Jim Pluckin and uh, Roger Staubach. and that mm, long time ago. Years ago. Yeah. So what does that mean? Ago. Does that mean you can't win the Super Bowl if you won the Heisman Trophy? No, I'm just saying it's got bad history around it, just like the Ohio State quarterbacks do. Because Justin's probably gone and he's probably not elite. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I'm, it's still up for him. He's young. He's early, but maybe he'll change the, the trend on that one. But you know, I'm a huge football fan, and I never watched the NFL draft. But I'm going to tell you, man, I'm going to grab a couple of cocktails this year, and I'm going to watch it because it seems like it's going to be very, very interesting. I think think Justin will get traded draft day. I don't know Mm. what you guys think. 
I think it'll be before that if they're going to move on. I don't think yeah. it'll be draft day. I think it'll be before that, yeah. And I don't All know. All right, boys, great show. All right, Eddie, thanks, buddy. You know, the whole, like, Ohio State quarterbacks can't be good. I, I don't know. C.J. Stroud's C.J. Stroud will be the guy that breaks that then, uh, right? For a long time, like, Duke players are never good in the NBA. Well, that's, you know, that's not the case anymore. Grant but, Hill is pretty good. Grant Hill was awesome. If yeah. Grant didn't get hurt, he would have been legendary. I gave him his credit, right? Grant Hill was awesome. Bobby yeah. Hurley, if he didn't get in a car accident, yeah, might have been a little bit better. It's even more sad. Right? Carlos um, Boozer. Well, there's, come on, Elton Brand, Kyrie yeah. Irving. I mean, there's all good, types. Uh, I mean, there's uh, Christian Leitner. Nah, Leitner was not that good. Well, I, I mentioned his name, Christian Leitner. Who's the guy that came there that we had? Elton, Elton Brand. Who's the other guy that came in about five years ago? We had. We traded him uh, away. Got rid of him. You already said that. Yeah. Uh, do, oh, Wendell. Wendell. Yeah. Wendell's good. Mister Wendell. And Kyrie's, uh, oh, Kyrie's. You know, going to yeah. go to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of good players from Duke. Oh, you bet. Who's the guy that's the pain in the ass? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, hate, I can't stand him. But, you, you hate know, him. Grayson Allen. Right, but he's in there too, I right? I just can't even bring myself to say it. Well, like, I said it for you. He's been very good in Phoenix yeah. this year. Which, I think it's got to be North Carolina. I was going to ask which university has produced the greatest K- basketball Kentucky, team. Kentucky or North Carolina, I would right. think. Maybe UCLA, if I thought about it. for, I'd have to think about that for a second. Well, Probably go North Carolina or Jordan Kentucky. Jordan Worthy. Jordan Worthy, Vince Carter, Vinny, I mean, Sanity. Uh, there's yeah, others. Kenny Smith, George I mean, Lynch. Was he an okay yeah, pro or no? George Lynch was pretty good. Okay. Um, I mean, geez, we could go. You could go on, on yeah. and on. Kentucky would probably be my. I don't know, and then you could think. I don't know. Kyle Macy. I mean, what are we talking? No, about? I mean, think about it. Think about all the University guys now. Of Houston, SGA, Anthony Davis. Uh, just think about the players in the here and now from Kentucky, how great th- there's so many of them are. John Wall was Kentucky. Yeah. Was terrific for a little while before injuries set him back. Um, UCLA, I think we could probably pull a whole bunch of good ones. But yeah, it, I'd say it'd be one of those schools. So I don't get too wrapped up in the like, well, you know, he won the Heisman. That means he's going to stink. I, I don't know. I I don't know what one's got to do with the other, to be honest. I don't honest. know if there's a direct correlation. I really don't think so. Yeah. You know, I mean, Joe Burrow, won, now he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but Joe Burrow was a Heisman winner. I'd love to have Joe Burrow, wouldn't you? I think everybody would love to have Joe Burrow. I want Joe Burrow. Devontae Smith, I, I guess Eddie was talking about quarterbacks. Devontae Smith won a Heisman. I'd love to have Devontae Smith. Like, I don't I don't know that there's really a correlation. As a college football fan, I feel like it's, it's, it's more of a uh, critique on the Heisman voting process yep. than necessarily predicting who's going to be good in the NFL. Like... The last couple of seasons, I think they've done a good job of giving the award to uh, the best player in college football and not necessarily the, the player on the best team or the best story. Like, who, who was the guy? Didn't Jason White uh, from Oklahoma, didn't he win I, I one? I believe or? Jason White did win a Heisman. Right, like, uh, Oklahoma yes. was good that year, really good. But, like, come on, best player in college football that season? That's like, a good point. Back like then, I, it was even worse, I think, Chris. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there was a lot of, uh, throughout the years of college football, there's a lot of stories that get, get pushed out as the Heisman hype kind of goes through the college football season. I think that, to, like, Eddie's point, I think that has more I think you're right. to do with it. Like, like we, we could have projected that Eric Crouch was going to be a lousy pro. I yeah, mean, that, right. that was easy to project, but... For that year, he was the Heisman winner. Who was like, the, I, uh, wasn't there an Ohio State quarterback recently? Um Kind of like a dual threat guy that won the Heisman. Oh, was it uh, like number ten? I'm thinking, not Dwayne Haskins. Not no, 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 no. Like even before that, oh, even uh, before Trestle era. Trestle. Oh, was it uh, was it uh, Troy Smith? Does that sound maybe, right? Maybe, yeah, something. Does like that, that sound right? I think Troy I can look Smith, at the maybe? Heisman winners, but like. There are names that, that win the Heisman. It's like, like, like who thought Tebow was going to be a great quarterback? That's a great point. Danny Werfel. 
Danny yeah. Werfel, yeah. Chris Winkie. Eric Crouch, Tim Tebow. I think Troy Smith did win one. I think you're right, yeah, Chris. Troy, yeah, Troy uh, like Smith. Ty Detmer. Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. That's a great call. Never even played football. He played basketball. Yeah. For crying out loud. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't get too wrapped up in it. Matt's in Warrenville. Hey, Matt. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Great, man. Hey, I, I'm just curious. Um, you know, I know uh, one, one aspect of, you know, looking at a quarterback, right, is his production on the field, right, with his statistics. Uh, completion percentage, touchdowns, interceptions, all that stuff. The other part of it, obviously, is all the intangibles, right? Arm strength, the ability to read defenses, athleticism, accuracy, all the all that stuff, right? When we're grading quarterbacks, there's one guy that nobody's really talking about, and I don't know what the scouts say as far as what his weaknesses are, but the quarterback who actually had the best season of all these guys is Bo Nix. And I don't know how he would translate to the NFL or, or like I said, what the scouts yeah. say are his weaknesses. But he was far and away statistically the best quarterback this year. Um, I don't know about far and away when you compare it to Jaden Daniels, but I, there's a lot. I mean, Jaden oh, Daniels' yeah. numbers were. You, he, Bo Nix completed 77% of his passes. He had 40 touchdowns, three interceptions. Over four thousand yards. I yeah. mean, all those numbers are better than any of these other. I guess like the pure passing numbers. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah. You're probably right about that. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, Matt, it's that's fair. I mean, that uh, he's going to get drafted. He'll be a project for somebody. I like Bo Nix. I don't think he's quite the talent that Caleb Williams or Drake May is. Or, um, I don't think he's quite that. Uh, his numbers were pretty damn awesome after transferring. He was a disappointment for the most part early. Maybe that's a little unfair because he was so hyped and he started as a true freshman a freshman at Auburn. Maybe it's slightly unfair, but the more he played, the better he got, and he was in a very quarterback-friendly system these last couple of years at Oregon. But uh, I think there's some stuff to like about Bo Nix. You know, I heard his senior bowl week was a little up and down. Yeah, yeah a little which, bit sketchy. A little bit. A little bit sketchy. I watched them a lot this year, and I'm telling you, the games against Washington, like, he was terrific, to Matt's point. He really was. That first game, the one they lost, was not on Bo Nix, man. You know, and, and I love being aggressive. Yeah. Dan Lanning went for it a few times on fourth down. Sure. It, it came back to bite them. That wasn't on Bo Nix. Like, he was Oregon. equally as good, if not better. Yeah. At Oregon, he had 74 touchdowns and 10 interceptions over two years. How many New York State again? It was 74 and... 74 touchdowns and 10 interceptions pretty amazing. over two years. So seven to one. His numbers at Auburn were rudimentary. Yeah, they, they were. were. They were not great. They were not great numbers at all. He did throw for more touchdowns every year than he did interceptions. Playing a little bit more of a wide-open system when he got to Oregon. Defenses aren't generally as good. Maybe that's got something to do with it. I won't pretend to be an expert at being able to tell you why quarterbacks are, are going to be good or not. I mean... I could pretend, I guess. Do it. I'm not an expert. Yeah, I'd do it if I, I knew. You know? So, I'll go to I don't know if Daniels. it's the answer I can give you, Matt, really. Jaden Daniels gave you one year, right? Jaden, yeah. this year uh, he was, was pretty good last year, too. No, I think this was the but, one year he was really good. Yes, this was the year he was incredible. This is the year where he took the next step, yes. right? Yes. Uh, 29, 2023, 40 touchdowns, four interceptions. 2022, 17 and three. Yeah. 2,900 yards. He had 3,800 yards this year. So his numbers 
Jaden Daniels' numbers are less than Bo Nix. Yes. But, again, that's a different style offense, too. Uh, Jaden Daniels also had 10. He had 50 total touchdowns this year. I think that's what's so. He had 10 rushing touchdowns. He had 10 rushing touchdowns. I didn't see what Bo Nix's rushing touchdowns were, whether he had any or he didn't have any. Daniels also, another kid who's played a lot, had to transfer after uh, being a highly touted prospect at, uh, you know, young kid at Arizona State, had to transfer to LSU. We'll grab more of your Bears calls coming up. Bears NFL, 312-332-3776. Today's, uh, today would have been a, there was somebody huge, huge would have celebrated a birthday today. We want to have some fun with that. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Today would have been the 60th birthday year of the one and only Chris Farley. Died right here in Chicago? He died right here in Chicago. I want to say 90, was it 97? Does that sound right? Sounds about right, yeah. Um, I might as well double check. We have that thing called Google. You do. Check the old Google machine. He died in the Hancock building. That he did. Um, kind of lived his life like Jim Belushi and died like him. Like sadly. a candle in the wind. Right? John Belushi. John Jim, Belushi, Jim Belushi is still with us, John unfortunately. Belushi. Forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> you go, come on. What? That's terrible. I said, fortunately, he's still with us. Jim is. Oh, is that what you said? I yeah. Thought, I What'd you, you hear? I thought you said. Oh, you miss, I misspoke maybe like you misspoke earlier. It's okay. We can make mistakes. We'll recover. <laughs> it was be okay. Uh, it was December of 1997, Yerk. Oh. Um, right before Christmas, 1997. Um, <laughs> Not a happy Christmas for the Farley family. No, man. No. Farley was something, man. I mean, he was, he was funny just as a hell. ball of energy. He was, yeah. a, he was a wrecking crew. He was... Uh, Tommy Boy still I mean, got to be oh one of your top, top. Oh, one of the top comedies, yeah. right? We play a little Tommy Boy for you. I care about stuff. I'm getting better at this sales thing. Well, I'm not, but I could if you help me. Forget it. I got enough to do without having to change your diapers. Richard, Richard, is this your coat? <laughs> Don't do it. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. I can make something so silly so funny. That guy in a little coat. Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Richard, what's yeah, happening? We can play that. We're not Disney anymore. <laughs> we can play that. This, the clip is from your show. You guys have played that before, so I don't know what you're... Oh, well, Chris is looking at me like, oh, I don't you're, think it's a problem. you're an idiot. No, I don't think that's a problem. But he which did look which at show like plays uh, minute-long movie clips? Ours. Yeah. 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 Wait, yours. Yeah. Wait, you got it. Wait, yeah. That sounds like an insult. That, that no, I'm just bit. saying you guys looked at me like I did something wrong uh, there. Who's you guys? I, 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 it was me that looked at you. I didn't I, say anything. It was me. The story behind that movie is that they were going back and forth between weeks at SNL, and then they would fly out after the show, after the party on SNL, go film parts of the movie, and then then fly back. And basically, they had a script for the whole movie, and they ditched half of it because they were pulling gags on each other like Fat Guy in a Little Coat 
on the trips back and forth, and the director was like, just we need to put, put more, in. just do that stuff in the movie, just do that kind of, those shenanigans where you guys just kind of prank each other and have fun with each other in the movie, that's better than half the stuff that's already written. David Spade uh, always had a tough time even making it through some of those scenes. You could see it when you watch the movie, David Spade kind of laughing even to get through that scene. Yeah. That was right. It, it was it was in a time where they just gave like small amounts of money to people who were in like Lauren Michaels yeah. universe to then go make something, but there was no real push behind a studio for it. So Abdallah's right. They would go and they would do this and then fly back to New York City for SNL for the weekend, and they were like totally miserable. Spades talked oh. about it. They were miserable going back and forth on these small planes to go to Canada to to film this movie. And like think about the concept too. You know, no one has any good ideas in, in Hollywood anymore. <laughs> All it is is remakes of yeah, stupid comic True. book stuff. This was, what is the plot of Tommy Boy? The plot? Explain the, to- the plot of Tommy Boy. The plot is uh, two, uh, one knucklehead and, 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 and his friend have to go save his family's business or the whole town shutters. What's the business? Yeah. The business is auto parts. Auto parts. Auto parts. It's a movie about two guys saving an auto parts factory. Who are trying to save an auto parts factory. It's fantastic. You never make something like that. But it's great. With the underbelly of of, of, of marital deception. Sure. Marital Uh, deception. Marital deception and corporate greed. Greed. Yes. So it's on that underbelly of that, yes. Tommy Boy got uh, to have a Our real heroes cult following too. Uh, po- yep. You know, DVD post uh, release and all that. When that used to be a big deal, a movie could have like a whole sort of second run uh, thanks to the DVD business. I think but you can't really do that it. anymore. I think I, people just loved it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, there are a few examples. Uh, what's the one with Jake Gyllenhaal when he was young? The weird um, time travel one. I'm blanking on it now. Oh, shoot. The one with Swayze and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, my God. Time, the time travel. travel yeah, the one the one where the plane crashes in his house. Oh, gosh darn it. If, if I say it, you Looper? guys will know it. Is it Looper? Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko. Okay. Thank you very Donnie much. Dar- Donnie Darko. Thank you to Twitch yeah. chat for that. Donnie Darko. I couldn't remember Donnie the name. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko's, yeah, Donnie Darko's not a bad movie. It's freaky. It's a little weird. It's out there. But it had a real, like... And they may have even re-released it because of what DVDs did for it. Yeah, I don't think that happens anymore. I don't think the streaming, like, I don't think things have a second life on streaming. Big like art school kid movie when I was totally and I'd be like, oh yeah, Donnie Darko. And then what was the other one? What's that other one? There's a few of them though, Adam. Like like, it's about like heroin. uh, Requiem for for a dream. dream. Requiem for a dream. Yeah, yeah. All the art, all the movie kids at Columbia were obsessed with those movies, and it was like, I don't care. And they sort of had these like big second lives after the big release because of DVDs. We can't yeah. do that anymore. These are movies that go back to the 90s and the early 2000s. And so it's different. But, um, yeah, Farley was just something, man. I mean, the Matt Foley skits, probably one of the all-time, like, heavyweight champ SNL the, skits. The Chippendales one. That one's a great one, Swayze. too. They, they might not even make a skit. Like, I don't know. SNL, I guess, still pushes the limits a little. But, you know, God forbid... You're fat shaming Chris Farley. Like I don't even know if they'd get away with that these days, which is sort of sad. But it is hilarious. Every it's, skit on SNL today is a uh, game show. Is it or is like a, it a mock TV show? That's that's all even, they come up with. I'm even watch it, so I don't even. I know. mean, the best one was when he was quote himself on the Chris Farley show. Awesome. When he'd have Paul McCartney. Yeah. Or he'd have um, <laughs> somebody famous. Yeah, he'd have. Uh, Remember when you were in the Beatles? Yeah, it's so, so good. Great. It was awesome. So good. Uh, Bob Odenkirk wrote. The skit for Farley, you know, with Chris in mind for Matt Foley, 
And the whole living in a van down by the river was based off of the river walk in downtown Naperville, when, which is much different now. And if you were there now, you'd be like, wait, what? But it was, um, you know, Bob's 10 years older than me, I want to say, at least, maybe even a little bit older. And so he wrote that from experiences of kind of like the seedy element that used to, believe it or not, like occupy down Naperville's by the downtown Riverwalk. Yeah. And so he wrote the whole, you're going to be living in a van down by the river based on that. But nobody could have pulled that off like fully. And Christina Applegate and David Spade can't even get through that scene. Right. They're laughing. And they can't get through it. By the way, Odenkirk is 61. So he's even more. That's what I figured. Yeah. So he's like almost 15, 14 years older than me. Think, think about if you're one of the lucky people who saw that sketch take place at Second City here in Chicago. Oh, my God. That's a great point. Because that's one of the legendary ones. Like, you always see every once in a while on social media the, the grainy footage of Farley as Matt Foley at Second City before they did this at SNL. Yes. Like, think, like, like I, if you were in the audience that night. Right. It, have you ever experienced uh, comedy or someone? I know sports is kind of easy, right? Because you go to sporting events and then that person becomes the next great one or whatever. But like in comedy or music, have you ever experienced something in a small venue and then that person became super famous? My example would be at the same Second City. I saw Michael, um, what's his name? The guy from Key and Peele. Uh, Keegan uh, Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Key Key. Yes, I saw him at Second City. Kidding, he was awesome. That's it. Was like that guy is really good. Never thought he would be super famous and hosting award shows and and stuff like that. That's pretty fantastic. I can't say that I've ever experienced anything like that with athletes. You're right. I think we've all probably been there with an athlete that we've seen when he's young. And you go, I mean, I saw Durant play as a rookie, and it was like, I've uh, seen a yeah. bunch of bands. Durant's going to be great. They, yeah, you see a bunch of bands? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I saw the White Stripes pay, play for like 800 people and, and, and not sold out Metro there before they were anything. Kanye, when he was around the city before that's, that's, that blew up. That's um, the essence of it. My that's Chemical huge. Romance opening for a band before at, at a matinee show at like 2 in the afternoon Come on. before they released anything and being like, these guys are going to be pretty good. And sometimes you just know. Sometimes you just see a band. Like the White Stripes, you're like, this is going to be something. Yeah, like these guys are going to be something yeah. special, something significant. Rest in peace, uh, Chris Farley. Would have been 60 today. He's Waddle's favorite. So you know Waddle will want to talk about it a little bit later on, too. I think Tommy Boy's Waddle's all-time favorite. Well, we got a cross from Beverly Hills Ninja. Let's not forget. Beverly Hills Ninja, not as much. <laughs> Black Sheep, not as much. The, but yeah, damn Tommy what's Boy. The one, what's the one he tried to help his brother win the election? Black Sheep. And got in the way yeah, all the time. Black See, sheep. that was the difference then, right? The difference then was instead of making a sequel, right, they're they, just like, let's yes. do another movie yes. with these two guys. Yes. Instead of making like Tommy Boy. Yeah, let's just do Black Sheep. Instead of, I forget which is first, Twins or or Junior with uh, Schwarzenegger. Twins Twins was first and then Junior. They're like, oh, this worked. Let's just do another movie with these two people. As opposed to trying to make a dumb sequel that no one's going to see. They just made another dumb movie. Isn't that a 90s Sandler? That's exactly what those, they're all one-off. Basically. Yeah. But the same. It's all the same guys. Yeah. You but know, like, and like there's like, just a different group of characters. Fifty first dates was different, right? Fifty first dates a little different, but like the wedding singer, Happy right. Gilmore, Billy Madison, 50. Big Daddy. Yeah. They're they're it's, all essentially yes. Adam Sandler just being in an Adam Sandler movie. Yes, right. create a character, bring your knucklehead friends, yeah. and you guys just make a movie. Well the and grown ups the yeah, grown ups be was that yeah. to the most ridiculous end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But they yeah. made sequels to those. Right. Grown ups too yeah. with Dan Patrick. 
The, the, yeah, Dan, Dan Patrick. Patrick was in it. The, Shaq was in it. The movie industry is certainly a lot different, boys. And I mean a lot different. And it happened quick, it feels like. It, it feels like it just overnight, all of a sudden, it's like, let's just make superhero movies and reboots from yesteryear. And the idea of making something like Tommy Boy or something like Fifty First Dates. Well, oh, here's a couple in love and she's got amnesia and he has to restart the day every day. Like, they, they would never do it anymore. It's okay, well, so hold on. So what is James Bond? Are those different stories? Or is it the same character over and over again? That's the same character, but it's always a... How come there's 75 different Spider-Mans? Why do we have 80 different Batmans? I don't know. I can't keep track. That's when it started getting bad. You know, when you keep bringing back the same movie. How many Peter Parkers were there? Yeah, but for How some reason... How many Uncle Ben's were there? Whoever the hell his but name But for some was, reason, we don't mind it when it's Bond, though. Like, when you see, yeah, like, a trailer for a new Bond, you're like, oh, hell it's yeah. kind of exciting. Bond's the one that we're okay with. Yeah, somehow Bond has worked. But maybe, it's, maybe it's because every Rick. every Bond movie isn't going back to his origin story. That's right. the problem. It's like, is, we don't yeah. need to see how Spider-Man became Spider-Man or that... Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. Yeah, we get yeah. it. Like, yeah, we, we understand. Yeah, we get it. We Mission get it. Impossible is different. That's like James Bond. They keep going forward. Yeah, they yeah. just keep going over and over and over. And Tom Cruise looks younger now than he did then. Maybe that's why those are successful. First Mission Impossible. Why does Tom Cruise look younger now? That's the question. Mm, he doesn't look younger well, now. That's, that's the question. That's what I want to know. The first Mission Impossible is like 30 years old at this yeah. point. Well, that's pretty wild. They're great. Is Ving Rhames in that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ving Rhames. Yeah. Uh, he looks older. You know, he, he's everybody, aged. Everybody else, he everybody aged. else is older. Everybody else For one reason does. Tom Cruise doesn't look older. He found uh, the... It's, you know what happens? It's when you go so fast in those planes, it pulls, it pulls your, your skin, skin back. back. That's right. it so must. It's like having a facelift every time. It must. Like, I got Paramount in, like, Mission Impossible is featured... It's suggested every moment of the yeah. day. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Mission good, Impossible though. 11. I'll tell you. 11? They are damn good, though. They've done a really good job with those. The, even the new ones come out, and you're like, oh, I'll go see that. And then you're like, wow, that was really good. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. In about 30, we'll play McKnight at the movies. Connor told us it's a really good one. Connor dunk, uh, ducked in for about the last 10 minutes of Crosstalk on Hinge. Sylvie's gone. It was uh, mostly me, Waddle, and Yerk. You can get the latest episode of Crosstalk Unhinged on the ESPN Chicago app. Another good one. Those are always lots of fun. Bulls lost last night. The Blackhawks are in action tonight against Sidney Crosby and the Pens on the west side. Elliot Friedman, who's kind of like the Adam Schefter for uh, hockey in Canada, right, you guys? Like, he's... He's the guy you turn to for the news. Those Canucks go yeah, wild. Okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, just, I'll trust you. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask us. Oh, Elliot Freeman is the. He's like the Adam okay. Schefter up there. You guys. Okay. He tweeted that uh, Bedard was potentially maybe eyeing a return to the ice tonight with Sidney Crosby and the Pens in town. I don't know uh, how much of that has changed, but well, hey, when Friedman says it, it's like Schefter saying something. Well, you know? I mean, what are you looking at? Broken bone in the face, right? He had a broken jaw. Broken jaw? How many weeks does it take to heal a, a broken Six weeks bo- is what Six you weeks. always tell yeah. me. Yeah, but Happen hockey January players, 5th, you take that tougher. down a couple Yeah, take that down a couple weeks because they're hockey they players. Are not, so. yeah. I mean, they're tougher than the average tough, bear, man. but bones heal uh, at, at a very similar rate. Unless and, you're, uh, you know, in a hyperbaric no chamber yet, or something crazy. Seeing, okay. So. Here's the crazy thing. Like, all Elliot Friedman has to do is tweet that. And, like, even though it's the Blackhawks here in Chicago, and they stink. In Canada, it, you know, like, stink. you know, yesterday how we spent 30 minutes talking about, like, would San Francisco trade Debo? Yeah. You know, like, you could talk about that in any 
NHL city. in America. Yeah. Like, right? like, all, let's talk about Debo maybe getting traded. About a fourth-line defenseman. They'd Dude, be all they, over it. The Connor Bedard, those, those stations up there today are talking about Connor Bedard maybe coming back. And who's the Blackhawks' fourth D-man, and why did he not get traded? And, or the sixth D-man, excuse yeah. me. And, like, it's crazy. So we, we, you know, oh, let's talk about Debo, and what are they going to do with T. Higgins? What are the Bengals going to do with TNs? They go just as nuts for all the hockey news up there. Let's say hi to uh, Matt and Streamwood. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my phone call. I'm here. I heard you talk before regarding, like, you know, for trading for the, the, you know, I'm talking about the number nine pick this time. When we traded for Justin Fields and we went from spot 20 to, I think, spot 11 with the New York Giants, we gave him our first and our current uh, fifth round that year pick, and then we gave him the first next year and the fourth. Can we get that type of deal again if we move out of the ninth to, that some team will come up to get to the, the number nine pick and give us two first round? Or do you think it's more likely that they'd be willing to give a first and a second? Just, Whether, I, I just hoping that we get our second round pick back this year than to wait for next year. But if it's if we get two ones, you know, next year, that's better to pick whatever in the first round because we get that, you know, the fifth year option. But just for you, did we overpay for Justin Fields? And do you think that a team can give us two number one picks to come up to the number one spot? All right, to the number nine spot. To the number nine spot. Man, I mean, it depends on how far back you're coming, Matt, and it dep- It just takes a couple of teams to be interested, though. Like, if the quarterback runs going crazy, the problem is you're probably talking about four quarterbacks, and they might all be gone by nine, and so, like, then what does it do? But if there's a couple still on the board and somebody gets quarterback crazy, like the Bears did for Justin Fields, like, that's what it then maybe you see that scenario playing and that out. that was Ryan Pace that did that. That was right? Ryan Pace. Who was willing to overpay for anything all the time. Yeah, he did not have a good philosophy when no, it came to the draft. No, His philosophy was idiotic. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it was almost like he didn't care about having yeah, picks. Exactly. And future picks. Identify the one guy that you think is and give the whole draft away to get him. Yeah. It, that's it what his theory weird, was. That's why he'll never be a GM yeah. again. I mean, honestly. Not if people like, are smart. There's never, no chance. He'd never see the inside he of the GM's office again. never. Yeah. Again, even have he a sniff. He neutered himself. He yes. neutered himself. He passed on Patrick Mahomes for Mitch Trubisky and told no one in the organization. That story's out there. He will never get a sniff ever again to be a general manager, nor should he. Yeah. I mean, he made the biggest boneheaded decision ever. And, and again, he did it by not telling anyone. Yeah, by being secretive. It's, it's just all-time stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, nobody knew Mahomes was going to be that good. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's all time stupid. The night of, you're telling your organization what's happening. Your, your head coach, your personnel people. It's completely crazy. 31233. Oh, can you tell I'm still triggered by it? Yeah, a little bit. It's going to be a long time for that to go subside. Three Super maybe, Bowls later? Maybe never. Jesus. 312 332 We're back in two minutes.